0: Praise the Lord. What a beautiful spirit of the Lord is here this morning. I believe some souls are touched today. If you came for healing, I believe the Lord touched you. The Bible says by his stripes we are healed. He took it for us. He did not deserve to be beat. He had no sin. He did not deserve to stand there and and take the shame. But he took that shame because he looked down through time and he saw you and he saw me. And he loved us so much. The Bible says like a sheep before a shear, a lamb before slaughter, he kept his mouth closed. He could have called 10,000 angels, but his love for you kept him mute. He took our pain. He took our suffering so that he could touch us, so that he could give us real life. Life on earth, 70, 80 years. Life with God, eternal. What's more important, do you say? It's eternity. It's a spirit birth. Hallelujah. So glad to be here this morning. You may be seated. Love the presence of God. Enjoy that message this morning. Ha ha. He's my shepherd. That's my shepherd. Hallelujah. I'm glad I could claim him. I'm glad I know who he is. If you're here this morning and you've never met Jesus, he's here for you. He loves you. He died for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Love him this morning. I'm thankful for the power that God gives us as children of God. He gives us great power. He loves you so. I love him this morning. So thankful to be here at the Church of Omaha. My first time. It's awesome. Great to be with my cousins, Matthew and Jessica. So thankful for Pastor and Sister Powell and their invitation and opportunity to be here this morning. I'm a country singer. Southern gospel, I guess you call it, and uh, I love to sing. And so I, I have a song I want to sing this morning, talking about the Lord. That's good to do when you're at church, huh? John sixteen thirty three says, "In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Ah, you don't have to worry. He's saying, uh, you you don't have to fret." Be of good cheer. He said, for I have overcome the world. So when you become a child of God, you become an overcomer. Whatever situation you're in today, you can overcome. You will overcome. If you'll give your life to God and you'll walk with the Lord, 1 John 4, 4 says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Oh, I love that. How many times in this world someone wants to get in your face? They want to try to back you down. The enemy wants to try to get you to give up. Back up. Quit. Let me tell you, don't quit because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I took the challenge when I said that I would stand. Knew it wouldn't be an easy thing. I messed up Satan's plan. God gives me daily strength to stand in victory. Though the powers of hell may come my way, the greater is He in me. I'm seeing it greater, the greater, the greater is He in me i'm singing and i'm shouting i'm happy and i'm free well i'm a soldier in an army that never has no defeat oh greater greater the raider is seeing me oh i'm glad i got jesus <laughs> so long i wonder in this cold cruel world Heartbreaking much failure was just about all I'd ever known. Ha. Then I met God's only son. He listened to my plea. Oh, now my life has a brand new chapter. Greater is he in me. I'm singing greater, greater, greater is he in me. I'm singing and I'm shy. I'm happy and I'm free. I'm a soldier in an army that never has known defeat Raider, Raider The raider is in me, Raider, the raider The raider is he he. Yeah. in me. I'm singing, I'm shouting, I'm happy and I'm free. Oh, I'm a soldier in an army That never has known to be Oh, greater, greater Greater is he Said I'm a soldier the Holy Ghost in the house this morning Ah, hallelujah thank God for the spirit of God mm. glory to God so like I said it's great to be here this morning thankful for my wife Melissa getting to travel with me now I traveled seven and a half years by myself and it was awful good when she got to break away from her uh, worldly job and come minister with me or she was working for the church, so I guess it was a spiritual job too. But it kept her from me, and I didn't like it. It's always nice to have your best friend with you, isn't it? Anybody testify to that? Amen. I want to talk to you this morning uh, a topic that's my favorite topic of all. It's called divine appointment, and uh, I take you to Matt to Acts chapter eight. Gonna read verses thirty-nine, Acts chapter eight, verse thirty-nine. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. As children of God, it is so important that we touch people for him. Uh, When when someone meets you in your day-to-day life, does it change? Does it touch them? Does the Spirit of God in you reach out to them? That's what a divine appointment is, when God is able to connect you because you're willing to share the gospel, so God is willing to connect you or able to connect you with another. Let's pray this morning. Father, thank you for this chance to be together with the Church of Omaha. I pray today that you would do great and mighty things. Lord, you said when we minister through the Word of God that you would use us. God, that you would cause us to be used of you. We pray this morning that your spirit would flow and touch today. In Jesus' name, amen. Divine appointment. Read the verse that said, the, when he would come up out of the water, the eunuch was caught, the, the, Philip was caught away, and the eunuch saw him no more, but he went on his way. You see, when you get Jesus, that's all you need. Uh, when you get a touch from God, it's not a worry about who's there or not there, because the most important one is there. Divine appointment. Divine appointment is defined this way. It is a meeting with another person that has been specifically and unmistakably ordered by God. If you're a child of God and you've received the Spirit of God, I was talking this morning with Jessica, praying with her, talking about the Spirit of God is what makes us His children. In John, Jesus told the woman at the well, uh, God is a spirit. They that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. He said in John 3.5, Pastor mentioned it already, Jesus said you must be born of water and spirit. If you've never had the spiritual birth, you need to. If you want to be a child of God, you got to be born into the family of God. He said it this morning. It's not as simple as accepting the Lord as my Savior. No, it's an act. It's an experience. I dare say if you ask these women, any women in the house about having a child, it's an experience. I got a daughter this morning. She's carrying twins, and she's about done. She's made it 32 weeks, and she sent a picture out. She's like, I'm just done. I said, hang in there, honey. Keep the buns in the oven a little longer. Want them to be healthy, right? But in the spirit realm, uh, there's some people here today, if you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, God is working on you. Uh, God wants you to be born into the kingdom of God. He wants you to be a child of God. He wants you to know that you have eternal life in your destiny. So we see here that the eunuch was baptized by Philip. He met him. Let me take the story back to Acts 8, verse 26. Back up a few scriptures. The Bible says, the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, go toward the south, unto the way which goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. As children of God, to see divine appointments, it's not always going to be comfortable for you. My cousin Matthew and I, we come from the desert. We know a little bit about it. Not a lot of water down there. Not, not a whole, once you get out in the desert, there's not a whole lot to do. It's a dry place. And sometimes you think, God, I'm going through this dry place. I'm not any good to you. Let me stop you right there. God sent Philip to a dry place. Oh, but Philip came away a victor. Philip came away a soul winner. Uh, So sometimes when you go through hard times, church, let me tell you this, God is setting you up to meet somebody, to touch somebody's life, because in the struggle, there's victory. Uh, Because when you go through something, you learn how to overcome. We preached about, we sang about the overcomer. He lives in you, child of God, and he wants to use you to touch lives, to have divine appointments. Verse 27 says, see, when, when God calls you and tells you, It's not good enough to just hear the voice of God. You got to go. Same thing happens when you feel the presence of God moving on you. The Bible says with stammering lips and another tongue, you receive the spirit of God. So it's not enough to just feel it. You don't have it until you receive it. And and that takes me being open to let it happen. Uh, There's a a, a thing on YouTube that I saw. It, It makes a lot of sense. There was a doctor, he was a a scientist and a doctor, and he was tasked with studying the human brain when we speak with tongues. He knew what happens when we speak our language, English, Spanish, German, whatever language your your language is. When we speak our language, our brain gets hot, it heats up, and our neurons fire. Why? Like firecrack. Why? Because it's a powerful process. It's a creative process. So your brain, your brain is stronger than the greatest computer on earth. God made you special. So when you're, when you're speaking your language, your brain heats up and neurons are firing. What amazed the doctor, he had never seen it before. He hooks these Christians up. He says, pray in English, and when you get comfortable, speak in tongues. And so when they began to speak in tongues, the doctor was shocked because their brain cooled down. And their neurons stopped firing, but words were still coming. Ah, I hear the word of God say, with stammering lips and another tongue, he fills his people. It's through the Spirit that you receive the Holy Ghost. Not through man's intellect, not through man's power, because if you get it man's way, you have no faith. But when you let God be God, you find out there's something beyond us. There's something beyond my power. There's a higher power. And when you receive it, the Bible says you shall receive power. Acts 1 and 8, the spirit of God. The Bible says in Galatians 4, this is how we know that we are the children of God. By this we cry, Abba, Father. Some of you this morning, you've come into this house and you're laden with sin and the world has beat you up and dragged you around. I'm here to tell you, if you'll open up and let the spirit birth you, you'll go into another realm. Peace will come like you never felt before. Joy will come like you never felt before. If you'll open yourself up to God, you can have that spiritual birth in your life. So the Bible says, Philip just didn't hear the voice of God, but he arose And he went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, not just any man, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasure. Wouldn't that be nice to know somebody with lots of money? I'm staying with that. Yeah, the treasure of a country. Wow, this wasn't just any man. Sometimes we think, well, they're too high. I I can't reach them for God. Oh, I beg to differ. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's, so you could tell anybody. You can talk to, you. I talk to my doctor. When she says, how are you doing? I say, how are you doing? Can I pray for you? Can I pray for your family? Why? Because I'm a child of God. The power of the spirit lives in me. So what I speak matters. When I say, I want you to be healed, he says, be healed. Why? Because you have power. Greater is he that's in you. Hmm. So The Bible says, he had, tra- he had charge of the treasure. He was, a, he was a fat cat. Uh, I was, I saw, so it made me, when I look at scripture and I see things like this, I don't just read it through and yada, yada. I say, what's going on here? Right? What is this man, treasure of a country, what's he doing down in Jerusalem? He's from a beautiful country, Ethiopia. It's beautiful there. He didn't need to, why? Because every man, there is a place in each of us that only God can feel. He was hungry, he knew that there was something more. I know that because the Bible says he was traveling in his chariot reading the word of God. So he went down. He didn't find everything he wanted, but he found something that he said, I want to know what this says. So he's on his way. The Bible says he's reading the word of God. In verse 28 it says, he was returning, sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said to Philip, go near and join thyself to the chariot. There are times you're going to be walking through the Walmart or one of the places, uh, the shopping mall, the store, and God's going to bump you and say, speak to that person. We either answer, we either meet that appointment, or we don't. I've had times when I did not. I've been guilty of walking by a hungry soul, and for that I have repented. Because I am God's arm. I am God's mouthpiece. I am the love of God to the world around me. He uses us, children of God. You have power, and he wants to use you to touch others. That's why we preach divine appointment. But verse 39 says, the spirit said to Philip, go near. So he went, and he met him. He ran to him. Hmm. Sometimes when the Lord bumps you, don't wait, because if you wait, you won't go. Sometimes you got to run. Sometimes you got to say, okay, God, let me do it now before before I get too scared to talk. Right? You've been there? Uh, And you you waited long enough and you doubted long enough that you just didn't do it? And then there are times when God touches you and you say something. Uh, We told the testimony yesterday of the real estate agent. We met her, and immediately in my spirit, God said, I want to give her a blessing. I want to touch her. I didn't know exactly, sometimes you got to be careful, you know. Uh, You run in like a bull in a china closet, you break everything. I waited until we had looked at most of the house, and her and I stuck up a conversation. And I said, you know what, where do you go to church? She said, I go to the Baptist church. I said, all right, child of God, but there's more for you. She said she'd been to Pentecostal. I said, oh, yeah, have you ever experienced the Spirit? She said, I felt it. I said, you can receive it now. I said, the Lord wants me to pray for you, pray a blessing, and for you to receive power. She said, yes. I, I just said, I'd like to pray for you. And she went, pray for me. You see, there's a world out there that's hungry. They're waiting. This man, he said, he, Philip came and said, do you understand what you're reading? Wouldn't it be awesome if everybody you witnessed to had the Bible out already? <laughs> that would re- really make it easy, wouldn't it? Do you understand what you're reading? The man said, no, how can I? Get in here, man. That's Jonathan's vernacular. Get in here. Talk to me about it. He sat down and he began to tell him the word of God. The Bible says the place where they were reading, it was talking about Jesus, how he humbled himself, how, how he gave his life for us. And the man said, who is this? Of whom speaketh this? A prophet or some other man? The Bible says Philip opened his mouth and preached Jesus. Oh, you'll never go wrong telling somebody about Jesus. God will never leave you hanging if you'll share the gospel with somebody. Tell them what Jesus did. Oh, he stepped down off the throne of heaven. He robed himself in flesh. He became the son of man. Many times he said, I, the son of man, because God became a man. God is not inherently a man. God is a spirit. But because he loved you and he loved me and because we sinned, Blood had to be shed. And so God said, I'll take upon myself flesh. I'll have my blood shed for the love of this people. So he died for you. He opened his mouth and he told him about Jesus. The Bible says as they went on their way, the eunuch saw some water. He said, hey, here's some water. What keeps me from being Don't tell me that Philip didn't preach the gospel. The gospel is found in Acts chapter 2, verse 38. On the day of Pentecost, when the Spirit was poured out on the children of God, on those who had repented and were ready, they they all received the gift of the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says they were baptized in the name of Jesus. And they fled out into the street, and people were saying, what's going on here? And Peter preached, you took Messiah's life. God came to earth, and you killed him. You didn't recognize it because he didn't come as a king. You thought, oh, you know, our flesh, we want to have power. They wanted to see him in power. He came humbly because he did not come for this world. He's not the king of this world. He's the king of everything. His his goal was not to be king just here on earth. He is king of kings and lord of lords. So he kept his mouth closed and he gave his life for you and me. So as they're on the way, the eunuch says, here's water, what keeps me? And Philip said, if you believe, you can be baptized. He said, if you believe with all your heart, and the eunuch said, stop, I'm getting baptized. The Bible says they went down in the water and Philip baptized him. And I know Philip said the name of Jesus because there's nowhere in this Bible that the disciples ever baptized somebody, but they didn't baptize them in Jesus' name. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of churches in this world, they say the phrase that Jesus said in Matthew 28, 19, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, but they never say his name. The Father's name is Jesus. The Son's name is God became the Son of Man. His name was still Jesus. That's why the angel came to Mama and to Daddy and said, His name is Jesus. You don't need to argue over it. That's God's name already, and he's becoming a man. And then Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come. There's only one who is holy. So the Holy Ghost is God's spirit that lives in me. Anytime you see Holy Ghost, it's about God doing something. It's about the movement of the spirit of God. So Peter said, repent. Be baptized, every one of you. Not some of you. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the washing, the remission. If you're going to have the blood cover your life, you see, on earth, that's H2O over there in that tank. But when I call the name, that's above every name. There's only one name whereby, Acts 4 and 12 says, there's only one name whereby we must be saved. When I call the name of Jesus, that water literally becomes the blood that came from Calvary. And it covers me when I go down. You're not meant to be sprinkled. You don't sprinkle a dead person with a few handfuls of dirt. No, because they're going to stink pretty quick. You bury them. I don't want my sins out in the public. I don't want my stench, my shame to be constantly. God said, no, I'll cover all your shame. I'll cover all your sin. I'll give you new life. Ah, oh, the, the, the world may see. The world may remember your mistake, but I won't remember them. The Bible says he casts your sin as far as the east is from the west. I come this morning with some testimonies talking about divine appointments. I want you to be challenged. I want you to know that God can use you. That was in our home it was a January day, the 13th of January, and uh, it was midnight. Show me the first picture if you would. And uh, so the, some, some boys, a couple boys, they had come and went to church with my kids. If you've never been to a Pentecostal church, I hope we don't scare you too bad. We walk in the Spirit, so we get, we get exuberant. If you really love somebody, you don't stand across the room and say, Hey, woo, you're a good-looking girl. Come on. Right? So you're talking about love. The same thing happens in the Pentecost. We know God is here. God is the spirit. So I'm not waiting for him to manifest and show me himself. I know he's here. So we come and we love him and we worship him because we know he's the blessing. Every blessing I receive comes from God. All good things come from So So when, when I love on him, he loves on me. You don't have much of a relationship if you never talk to each other. You have not much of a relationship if you never hold one another and comfort one another. Right? It's the same thing with the Spirit of God. I don't come to just sit in His presence. I come to be a part. I come to commune with Him. I come to feel Him. I come to have His power and His Spirit touch my life. So, January 13th, these two boys had gone to youth service, and uh, they left a little bit mystified. They They were bothered a little bit. But there was something that they felt there. They saw the kids worshiping like we were doing this morning. And they had never seen that before. The boy with the beard had never been in a church. Parents never took him to the house of God. But he felt something. So here they are at midnight on a January morning. It's below zero. And they're walking on my street. They don't live on my street. They call my daughters. Hey, we see your lights are on. Can we come in and warm up? It wasn't an accident that they were in our street. They came in. There were some other kids there playing games with my kids, and, and it got late, and they left. About 1 o'clock in the morning, these boys started asking my daughter, what is that thing we felt at your church? What was that? How do you get that? She started telling about the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God that comes, and he lets us know that we're his children. She came knocking on my door. Yes, that's me and my PJs right there, my old mailman feet. Don't look. I came out of my room, met the boys. My daughter says they're asking about the Holy Ghost. If you know me, if you want to find me on Instagram, just hashtag Holy Ghost Junkie. I'll pop up. I love the Holy Ghost. I love the Spirit of God. I love to see people get the Spirit of God. She said they want the Holy Ghost. I was like, hmm. Started talking to him about the love of God, the presence of God. You don't have to go home without knowing that you're a child of God. It's a birth. If a baby's born and there's no sound, they're not breathing. they got to make a sound. huh? It's the same thing in the spirit. There's a sound. There's a certain sound. The Bible says with stammering lips and another tongue. So the sound will come. If you open up, the sound will flow. You can have the spirit. You can know. It's not something I, I have to make up. It's something that happens when I open up to Him. It's generic. It happened. I'm born. When that baby cries out, shoo! The doctors and nurses are they're happy, right, Matthew? Oh, that baby's breathing. Before that, the baby's holding its breath. It's, it's thrust into this crazy world. It's been in a wonderful little comb and, and womb of his mother, and, and it's been warm and taken care of and fed. And all of a sudden, it's out here in the cold, cruel world. We know how that feels, don't we? Now you can have something that will sustain you for eternity. So I told them, you can receive. I said, I'd like to pray for you. They said, yes. Raised their hand right there in the middle of my living room. God fell on them. And both of those boys received the baptism. I'm talking about divine. I'm talking about God doing what God can only do. He filled them with his spirit. I went down to Ohio. Ohio. Wasn't supposed to be there. I'll tell you more in a moment about that. I went to Ohio, and next picture if you would, the pastor's wife was teaching a Bible study to some of the young ladies that had recently joined the church, and, and it just so happened that on that week, it was lesson number eight of exploring God's word. Anybody teach that and know what a lesson that is? That one's about the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I said, isn't that cool? She texted me and said, hey, can you meet us? This girl wants, she's never received the Holy Ghost. She wants to get the Holy Ghost. We met at the church. I told her, you can have it. It's for everybody. Laid hands on her in Jesus' name. God filled her with the baptism. I'm here to tell you, it's for whosoever will. And we meet them wherever we've got to meet them. Bible study, in your home, wherever you go, you carry Jesus with you. We should be having divine appointments. I went down to North Carolina. And uh, in North Carolina, I'm talking about divine appointments. I met Pastor Al Denson and his wife Donna. And uh, I should not have met them. Divine appointment. God's setting something up. Uh, The pastor there, Brent Wassey, said, why don't you come and go to breakfast with me? I'm meeting with some ministers in town. We're going to get our men together, and we're we're setting it up. We're going to have a men's breakfast, and we're going to pray for our community. We're sick and tired of the junk going on in our community. We're going to ask God to help us overcome this trouble. Anybody else sick and tired of the junk in your community? You want your children to be safe? That's what it was about. So I went to the meeting, and I sat there, and I'm an evangelist. I like to talk, so. It was hard, but I kept my mouth shut most of the meeting. <laughs> and at the end, they ask a question. No one else had the answer, and my bishop is very astute, and uh, he has all the answers. He, he's a studied man, and I knew the answer that they needed. I raised my hand, and Brother Denson said, man, who are you? I said, I'm Evangelist Jonathan Hudson. He said, ever since you walked in the room, I felt you. I was like, "Who? come on, somebody. I do have Jesus, don't I? (laughs) He said, where are you going to preach next? I said, Wednesday night. He said, there's a couple in my church you need to meet. I said, bring them. Reginald and Sheila showed up on Wednesday night. I preached about the power of the Holy Ghost to change your life, that you would know that you're a child of God through the Spirit. They were the first couple at the altar that night. And I'm here to tell you, they both received the baptism. Ah, It's for everyone, whosoever will. He loves us and he's going to set us up with people for them to be saved. There's hungry people. They don't know where to go. You know where they need to go. You know what the Church of Omaha is about. New birth. You know it's about a relationship with God and you need to share it. And have faith. Believe. Went to the Salvation Army on Sunday night. They church there, they go to Salvation Army, a place, next picture if you, would, a place where men go and they get back on their feet, they help them, they help them with their finances, they help them get a job, they're coming out of rehab, they're coming out of prison, coming out of jail and uh, they, get, they get on their feet, so we had an awesome service that night, a couple of men got the Holy Ghost, we packed up the instruments and we're walking out the door I'm talking about divine appointment, I'm talking about when God changes what you're doing to do His thing, oh there's nothing better than that There's nothing better than see God do his thing. So we're walking out the door, and Andre's walking in. And Andre greeted us. Hey, guys, where are you going? We had church. A couple guys got the Holy Ghost. We're out of here, going to the restaurant to eat. You know, apostolic, hallelujah. Andre dropped his head, and immediately in my spirit, I knew what that was about. I said, oh, Andre, you want the Holy Ghost. He said, yes, I've been asking God for his spirit. I said, Andre, you don't have to wait. The Holy Ghost is not something you have to tarry for. It's not something you have to wait a long time for. If you'll open up, God will give it. You just have to accept it. I said, raise your hands. Right there in the doorway. We were all but gone, but God. Right there in the doorway, Andre raised his hands to heaven. We laid hands on him in the name of Jesus. By the authority. The word says we can all have it. By the authority of the word. By the power in the name. Of Jesus By the power of the Holy Ghost, Andre, receive ye the gift. And immediately he began speaking in tongues as the Spirit filled him. It's for you. It's for you. It's for us to share. It's for us to meet people and talk to them about him. Went to Walmart. Some of the ladies in the church were in Walmart Saturday night. And this beautiful young lady, I know it's a grainy picture, but it's the one I got. Her name is Ashley. She approached ladies from the church. Ladies, you have a testimony. I know sometimes I know sometimes we find it hard to be the testimony, but you have a testimony. These girls approached and they said, you guys are beautiful. You look so nice. Who are you? Where are you? What's about you? They told them, well, we're, we're, we go to the church here. And uh, they said, you're welcome to come. She showed up on Sunday morning, and God filled her with the baptism. Woo, divine appointment. It was all just about an invitation. So many times we pass people, and God is trying to get us to minister. God's trying to get us to welcome them. God's trying to get us to invite them. You can do it. If I can do it, if the ladies of that church can do it, you can do it. Divine appointments. I was in Canada, and it uh, snows a lot there. Church is built up high. There's about eight steps to get in the church. and uh, We had an awesome service, and everybody got renewed. It was beautiful. But me being the Holy Ghost junkie, I was like, man, I want to see somebody new get the Holy Ghost. I was being a little spoiled brat. One of the brothers said, you know what? My 82-year-old grandmother wants to receive the Holy Ghost. I said, really? I said, where is she at? Why is she not here? Well, she has bad hips and bad knees. She can't climb the steps. I said, oh. I said, well, what town does she live in? I figure she lived far away. She lives here. I said, well, why don't you call her and ask if we can come over? You see, I got the Holy Ghost. You want it, I'll share. Uh, We went over her house in just a few moments. I I got down on my knees. I told her, God wants you to have it. He's given it to me. If he gave it to this old boy, he'll give it to you. Raise your hands to heaven. Feel the spirit. Accept it. Let the language of God flow. Begin to speak. The Bible says with stammering lips and another tongue. You'll feel the spirit moving on you. Your lips will start, and your tongue will want to flow with it. Jesus said the Spirit's like the wind. You and I can't tell the wind where to go, right? But we can let it blow on us. We can let it move on us. We can let it move through us. The Spirit will move. He will fill you up. The Bible said like a river of living water till it's just flowing out of you so that you know you're a child of God. I'm happy to tell you, right there she received in her living room the baptism of the Holy Ghost because somebody said, I'll go. If she wants the Holy Ghost and she can't come here, I'll go there. Last testimony, a couple testimonies in one. I told you I wasn't supposed to be in Ohio. Amazing. God is amazing, isn't he? Anybody testify to that? Has God ever blown your mind? God blows my mind continually. I was in Ohio and wasn't supposed to be there. We, I was supposed to go down to North Carolina first. One of the preachers called and said, I can't do it that week. Maybe we could change. So we changed and we're going into Ohio. And then we said, the weather projected a foot of snow. I'm like, I don't want to drive in snow all day. So I called my friend and said, can I come early? He said, come on. If I wasn't there early, this wouldn't have happened. But God, talking about divine appointment. I got there. Again, we were being apostolic. We were at Applebee's. That's an apostolic joint. Did you know that? Got a call from a girl. and She said, I heard about you at the store, talking to some ladies at the store and, they said, you're not afraid of devils. Is that true? Pastor looked at me. He's a new pastor. <laughs> he looked at me. I said, no, we're not afraid of it. He said, no, we're not afraid of devils. She said, well, will you come to our house and pray for us? Okay. So we go on. We're eating. We're about halfway done. Phone rings again. Are you sure you're coming? She said, I called the priest and he won't come to my house. <laughs> yes, we're coming. Okay. Finished the meal. We're walking out the door, we're getting ready to get in the car and go to their house. Phone rings again. Would you please hurry? Her boyfriend had been in jail for nine years. Just got out. She said for 72 hours we have fought spirits. We haven't slept for over 48 hours. We're coming, honey. Okay, thank you. We get there. We knock on the door. We walk in. It's just a little trailer up on the side of a hill. We walk in and right where we're standing in the middle of the kitchen, Shane, the guy on the left, he's he's, he's sitting there. Oh, it's the guy on the right, isn't it? He's laying on the floor, head on a pillow, on a linoleum floor in the middle of the kitchen. I don't like to sleep in the middle of the kitchen, but he was desperate. He's laying there, and as I walk in, his legs are shaking, and he said, "They're getting me. It's in my legs, it hurts. Help me!" I didn't feel spirits. When a child of God, the devil don't get on me. When I come, the devil says, "Hello, go ahead." I ain't trying to fight the Lord. He already fought him, and God kicked him out of heaven already. The devil has no power. He only has power we give him. I began pleading the blood of Jesus. When in doubt, plead the blood. Jesus said his blood for every trouble, every problem you've got, the blood was shed. I began to plead the blood of Jesus. The spirit of God started moving. The young lady on, on, b- beside a... Um, Shane there, her name is Kaylee. She's the one who called us. She began to feel the spirit of God. I said, Kaylee, if we're going to get the bad spirits out of this house, and I'm not talking about the building, you... When you receive the spirit, you become the house of God. He lives in you. I said he wants to come live in you, Kaylee. He wants to forgive you. If you'll ask him to forgive you, the Bible says he will, and he'll come and fill you with his spirit. She began crying out to God, raised her hands to heaven, walked over, laid hands on her in Jesus' name. She starts speaking in tongues right there in the middle of the kitchen. We're having a little Holy Ghost hoedown. I knew he could do it. I knew he would do it. She's standing there speaking in tongues. I turned to Mary, the other lady. She's a neighbor that was over trying to check on the kids. I said, Mary, the same love of God, the same spirit wants to move on you. She said, yes, sir. She raised her hands to heaven, laid hands on her in Jesus' name. She started speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. Oh, it's getting hot up in the kitchen. Oh, the party's going on. Holy Ghost party. Spirit, focus me on Shane. Let me tell you this morning. God does not come to shame you. He took your shame. He took your pain. He took your sin. I said, we got to get Shane off the floor. We reached down. He couldn't do it on his own. He's still shaking. We reached down. We picked him up, little low ceiling. He reached up, and he held the ceiling, and he's just trembling, and I began to speak to him. I began preaching. Shane, have you heard about the man who lived in the Gadarenes? No, sir. That man had a legion of demons. Somewhere between six and 10,000 is what made up a legion of the army of Rome. Six to 10,000 demons lived in him. But I said, Shane, when he made up his mind to get to the Savior, those demons couldn't keep him. The Bible said he ran to the feet of Jesus. Shane, if you will ask God right now, God will forgive you. Right now, God will drive these spirits out of you. He began crying, "Ha! God, forgive me my sin. Lord, I want what this preacher is talking about. I need you, God. It wasn't but a few moments, and Shane's lips started trembling. I said, receive the Holy Ghost, Shane. Ah, he starts speaking in tongues as the Spirit of God drove the enemy out. It's not my power. It's by His power. It's by His strength. It will proclaim the gospel. It will tell them who Jesus is. God will deliver them. If you need deliverance today, God is here. I turned to the man in the back in the shadows. He's the owner of the two homes. He was playing cards with the neighbors, and he came over. I said, "John, you see, when I walked in the house, he's sitting there and got his big long cigarette, big tall can of beer." And, Hey, man, I'm a Christian, and I I know God, and I got that Holy Ghost thing and all that good stuff. I said, hey, John, not, not here to bother you. Just here to pray for these kids. But by the time those three got the Holy Ghost, something was going on here in John. I said, John, you saw what's happened to these three. How about you? Oh, John put everything down. Raised his hands to heaven in a few moments. John was speaking in tongues as the Spirit of God filled his life. He said, Man, I never felt that before. You see, there's something, if you've never been born into the kingdom, there's a beautiful feeling. There's a presence of God for you. Stand with me this morning, if you would. We went down to the church. Shane, I said, You got to repent, be baptized in Jesus' name. Why? Because you get your Heavenly Father's name. There's power in a name. I'm not the name of just some father, some son, some spirit. I'm the child of Jesus. He's my daddy. I got his name in baptism. I became a new creature through Christ Jesus. So I said, you need the name. He said, I got to get baptized right now. Pastor said, it's freezing. I haven't warmed the water. Shane said, I don't care. Kaylee and I are getting baptized. So we went to the church, and let me tell you how God changes things how God helps you know the right road. We walked in the church and we walked past the first pew. And as we walked into the sanctuary, Shane turned to Kaylee and made the weirdest marriage proposal I ever heard. He looked at her and he said, Kaylee, we're getting married. I said, really? He said this, I'm tired of living in sin. You see, the world, they know they know the struggle's real. They know the pain of it. They know when you don't live God's way, it's not good. The Bible says sin is pleasurable for a season. Shane wanted the real deal. Baptized him in Jesus' name. He said, we're getting married. He said, well, you got a license. I'm happy to tell you, next morning, Donna brought her husband, and he got the Holy Ghost, Don. And on Monday, we married Shane and Kaylee. That's a beautiful family. God changes If you're here today and you need a change, if you're here today and you're tired of the way things have been going and you want something special and you want to really live, he's here. He loves you this morning. He's here for you. His presence is here. I close with this testimony. Pastor Calvin Jeans was making an altar call. He said as he made the altar call, he had preached his message. It was all done. A big, burly-chested man stepped in the back door and stood there listening. He said, he said, hey, if you're here today, I don't care where you've been, I don't care what you've done, God will forgive you. The blood of Jesus is for you. If you'll come to him, he'll be there for you. He said, he watched as the altar call went, the big man walked down, came down the aisle over on the right, and when he got to the end of the pew, something hit him. He hit the wall, and he slid down the wall speaking in tongues. Pastor said, woo, that's what I preached about, (laughs) After church, he went to the man. He said, what happened to you? The man said, Pastor, you don't know me. And if you did, you wouldn't want to know me. He said, you see, I'm a drug dealer. He said, and I don't just deal my drugs to the public. I deal my drugs at the elementary school. I got up this morning. I looked myself in the mirror, and I said, you are a dirty, rotten scoundrel. You don't deserve to live another day not wanting to leave a mess for my family. I got my pistol, I got in my truck and I was heading for the park to take my life. He said, but as I drove by your church, see, churches have divine appointments too. Your prayers matter, church. He said, as I drove by your church, something said, your last hope is in there. He said, I turned my truck around, came back in the parking lot, walked through the door just in time for you to say, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been he's looking for you this morning he's looking for you close your eyes with me if you would put your attention on the Spirit of God Lord you have allowed us to minister now I pray you would start to move I pray that you would reach out your word says no man comes to you no woman comes to you except your spirit draw I pray for the drawing power of of the Spirit of God I pray in the name of Jesus by the authority of the Word of God by the power in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Ghost Lord that you would forgive us our sin Lord that you would come and fill us with your Spirit that you would let this be the first day of the rest of our life the first day of the beginning of a relationship with you as the praise singers began to praise and sing the altar is open you can come here you can fill him right where you are something about coming to him something about taking a step of faith God I come church I invite you to the altar come help me pray